Maria, thank you so much for joining us today on the next episode of Let's Talk About It by the Color of Us. As a brief introduction, could you give a little bit of background for the listeners? Hi, Sonia. Thank you so much for inviting me. And of course, so I am half Kazakh and half Spanish. My mom is from Kazakhstan and my dad is from Spain. Both of them immigrated to the U.S. Um, during their college years, and they've been in Arizona ever since. So growing up, I was introduced to both cultures at a very early age. I grew up speaking three to almost four languages, Spanish, Russian, and English fluently, and then some Kazakh. Um, and it was definitely a very unique, but also original and normal experience for me, because my whole family, we always lived the way we did, and we always just talked amongst each other um, in all three, four-ish languages. And that was definitely something that I felt was very unique to me, since not everybody spoke Spanish or practically nobody in Arizona that I know of speaks Russian. And I don't have many close friends that do speak Russian fluently. Um, but I, I was definitely very appreciative of my culture. I love being able to speak all three to four languages. And I'm very grateful that I can be able to speak to so many people across the globe. First off, it's amazing that you're trilingual. That's such an amazing talent and skill, and you should be really proud of yourself for that. Um, one question, how did you learn to speak so many languages? Was it just something that was always present in your household growing up, or was it something that you kind of crafted over the years and really tried to learn? Yeah, so both my parents spoke their native languages to me and my brother since we were born. I grew up speaking all three and it wasn't as if I spoke English first and then I learned the other two languages. It was definitely all three at the same time. Um, and it just came very natural to me. I still am able to speak and expand my vocabulary in all three of my languages. And I'm very grateful that I have that opportunity, especially being able to take Spanish all the way through AP Spanish literature at school. I'm very glad that I'm able to connect to um, my Hispanic heritage that way through school. And even though Russian isn't a class offered at my high schools or middle schools, I was definitely very grateful to be able to learn that um, growing up, especially mainly in like the household, like kitchen or culinary foods in Russian. I definitely connect to that side very, um, very closely and very particularly. I know for me when growing up, although I don't speak Tamil or Hindi fluently, I did know a few words and when I would speak to my dad when he picked me up, I would often get looks or kind of odd reactions from my other classmates who didn't really understand why I was speaking both languages. As someone mm -hmm. who's multicultural and multilingual, did you ever get that growing up and kind of what's your experience with it? So because Spanish, especially in Arizona, we have such a large Hispanic community, I never really got that type of strange look where someone someone would look at me and have kind of, like you said, a strange look on their face because I was speaking in a different language. And I think that's definitely in particular because of where we grew up, being so close to the border and so close to so many Central and Southern American countries that have Spanish as their main language. Regarding Russian, I didn't necessarily get strange looks, but there always was um, curiosity in other people's eyes or other people's faces. And sometimes it would come up to me and my mom and say, oh, what language is that that you're speaking? And it would be more of an educative experience for both them and our part. But we never really got that type of look. And I'm very fortunate that I've had that experience. 
One of my friends, she had a foreign exchange student from Kazakhstan come live with her for a really long time. And one of the questions the girl got really often is, where is this country? And Mm -hmm. at the school she went to, there was such this almost a bit odd popularity to her that it was kind of an exotification of her culture. Being someone from the same background, have you kind of gone that experience too? There definitely have been some instances where people would be, oh, I don't even know what country that's part of. And sometimes I'd have to explain to them. Um, I remember especially uh, one memory that comes to mind is in second grade when we were coming right after spring break, coming back to school. And my teacher was asking everyone, oh, where did you go for spring break if you did travel? And I raised my hand very excitedly because I was just so excited that I was able to share my experience of traveling overseas to a different country that was part of my heritage. So I said, I went to Kazakhstan and my teacher assumed that I went to Pakistan, not Kazakhstan. And he was, he said, you went to Pakistan? That's so cool. And I was like, no, Kazakhstan. So even my teacher wasn't really sure of the country's origin or even um, that it was a country. And I'm sure so many second graders in that class also did not know that it was a country. So it was nice to be able to educate and just talk about where I went, some of my experiences um, when I was traveling and just being able to share that side of my heritage. And I think that's a really precious moment where people can really talk about where they come from, talk about where their parents came from, and really what connects them to their roots. It's really interesting that you mentioned that. Um, One of the guest speakers on this podcast before was talking about his identity being from a Pacific Islander community that a lot of people don't necessarily know about, and how he really loved sharing that specific culture, even if sometimes people were a little ignorant. Um, How is it that you're able to still embrace and connect to your culture and share that with other people without getting burnt out or feeling overwhelmed by some of the ignorant questions that can sometimes almost have underlying racism to them? Of course. I think for me in particular, my race, my ethnicity, my background, that's definitely something that I can never tire of talking about. I know For many people, sometimes there are topics in general like books or movies that they would get tired of or maybe get sick of talking about. But for me, because it's such a special part of me and it's such an integral part of me, I know that it'll always be just so special to me and that I cannot get tired of it. Even if I have to keep repeating myself, I know that for every person I talk to, for every new face that I get to share my experience with, it's a new connection and a new bond that I'm forming with each and every one of them. And I'm very grateful that I'm able to have such a personal connection with them and share such a personal side of me to every person that I meet. That's really wonderful. I'm really glad that people get to learn more about your culture and experiences and that they're open to listening. Um, Mm -hmm. At least some of the people I've interacted with, I feel like you get kind of two mixes of people, some that are just genuinely curious and maybe a bit ignorant and then others Mm -hmm. who kind of have a predefined label of you that they want to force in. So it's always wonderful to meet those wonderful people who are willing to listen. Of course, it it definitely is. And I'm grateful that I've had more of those experiences as opposed to the other ones, because of course, like every multiracial kid there, you get both sides, um, sometimes both extremes. And even though I've had less experiences of those, I know that there have been some in the past where people would 
assume that I am Russian and Mexican, even though I've told them both that, no, I'm, I'm Spanish and I'm Kazakh, but because they're just not as familiar with those countries or Kazakhstan in particular, they would call me Russian or sometimes jokingly a communist, even though it wasn't necessarily um, taken as a joke. But yeah, there's definitely all, all kinds of um, understandings and different kinds of opinions that people share. Going back to this idea that there's kind of universal good and bads for multiracial kids, mm-hmm. one of the things that I really struggled with growing up with my identity was trying to find representation. Growing up, I don't think I ever saw any books that had characters that looked like me or had a background similar or mm-hmm. shows or movies. Was that something that you also found too? Like you said, yes, it's something that every multiracial kid faces, and I am no different. Um, Especially in books in particular, there really hasn't been any of my particular descent, either Spanish or Kazakh. But despite that, I've learned to connect to characters in a different way. Even, Even if I wasn't represented racially, I would connect to them maybe through their personality, their character, how they respond to different environments. And I would really be inspired and take after um, those instances. In terms of movies and shows, um, sometimes like in particular in a Marvel movie or like in Black Widow, sometimes there would be a scene where um, there are some spies talking in Russian. And if I'm sitting in the theater, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I can actually understand what they're saying. Um, so things like that. I know there's actually a movie I think it's called Borat Sagdiev, which talks about a Kazakh guy who came over to the U.S. And it's definitely like one of those silly movies. I haven't even watched it. Um, I only know of it because someone in my middle school brought it up when I said that I was Kazakh. But that's a bit of a tangent. Um, But in any case, if I do get the experience where I get to see maybe a Russian word or a Spanish word in the book and I get to read it, I definitely feel kind of a spark in me and be like, oh my gosh, I can actually understand that. And I think that's um, that's kind of a beautiful moment, especially because I'm able to actually see something that I hear every day um, in writing and that other people can see when they read the same book, even if it's not a number one Times New York bestseller, just that the fact that it's in writing and it's being published um every day and people are reading it I think that's definitely um definitely special and definitely something that should be promoted and have everybody see such different um, languages and different races it's really interesting that you mentioned that because I didn't really think of the nuances in identity um yesterday I saw the Spider-Man movie the new one with Miles Morales (laughs) this time and it got me thinking um, when the one scene where they went to a different universe and there was the whole universe had been like Indianified and mm-hmm. there was a, a, um, a Indian Peter Parker. And although I identify myself as being multiracial, it made me so happy to see like the references to the scooters and the busy streets in Mumbai. Mm-hmm. It just it brought a lot a lot of childhood memories, and I think you're right. Although, in my view, there's still little representation for multicultural and multiracial kids. It does seem like movies, literature, TV, it's getting more diverse than it was. I think when we were growing up, and that's something really special to see. It definitely is. Yeah, 
and I'm really grateful, just like you said, to be able to see that and to be able to see so many different um, different cultures. I know Disney itself is trying to make itself a lot more, um, more a lot more inclusive and expanding, even with movies like Moana or Mulan. Um, you just get to see such a wide range, and I think that's very um, important and very special for little kids who are watching these Disney movies to grow up and see so many different things represented. I'd 100% agree. Well, since we just talked about childhood, I know both of us are in the process of applying to college right now and mm -hmm. are going to be going off in, into adulthood within the next year. What is something that you're trying to do to stay in connection with your culture, even when you're probably going to be away from the direct community that you were raised in? For sure. So I've, I always have a very um, close and a personal relationship with my family. So I'm definitely planning on maintaining those FaceTime calls, regular text messages um, it, with my grandmother in particular, who I call Ajeka, which is the Kazakh name for grandmother. We talk on uh, WeChat. No, no, WhatsApp. WhatsApp a lot. And um, I text her in Russian every night. Um, saying goodnight or just talking about our day. And I'd, I'd love to keep those um, communications going on and just being able to see the Cyrillic language every day. I think that's a great way to get exposed to it. In terms of Spanish, um, hopefully taking more Spanish classes later in college um, and joining different student unions that may um, be focused on this multiracial identity and having representation and having your own group at a university that you can connect to, even if they aren't from the same exact heritage or the same background as you, just being able to talk to another person who is also multiracial and being able to share those experiences. And I think you can just maintain your own, um, your own background and your own memories by talking about them. And I think that's what's so special and important with all these student unions. I 100% agree. It's something that I'm really looking forward to is trying to find colleges that have multiracial student mm -hmm. unions. I don't know if it's the same for you, but for me, while I definitely really enjoy connecting with people from my Indian heritage or my Irish and Swedish heritage, there's almost something special and unique about being in a room with other multiracial individuals, even if we may share different cultural backgrounds, I feel like there's a lot of similarities that we can relate to, which makes it a really special experience. Yeah, I definitely agree. It's it's definitely eye-opening and just an overall great and wonderful experience being able to talk to so many new people and form so many new connections. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Maria. It was really great talking to you. Thank you so much, Sonia. I loved being here.